This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another edition of Headlines, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, June 13th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop for all your wrestling news, so you can get back to your day. You can find Headlines anywhere fine podcasts are made available. Let's go ahead and let's get right to the headlines. Coming in as our number one headline, Wrestling Inc. is reporting in at this hour by Ross Sperman. Jeff Hardy has been arrested on DUI and other charges earlier this morning. Now, Jeff Hardy ran into trouble with Florida law enforcement on Monday. Hardy was arrested in Volusia County, Florida for DUI and alcohol and drug related issues. This was the third offense in 10 years, driving while suspended license and a license being revoked and violating restrictions placed on a driver's license. Now, according to the court records, Hardy was booked on June the 13th at 12.45 p.m. local time and is still in custody as of this publication. Now, all the charges are felony counts with Hardy currently being held on bond that is 35 $2,500. Now, it's $2,500 for the DUI and $500 apiece for the license violations. According to the county clerk's office, Hardy is scheduled for a court appearance on Tuesday at 1.30 p.m. local time. Now, there's no word whether or not Hardy was under the influence, with the report not specifying if alcohol and drugs were definitely involved in. You can see Hardy's mugshot on various wrestling websites and obviously over on Wrestling Inc. as well. Moving on, also making headlines right now, Eric Mutter from Wrestling Inc. is reporting 
recording. New Japan Wrestling qualifying matches for AEW All-Atlantic Championship has been officially announced. With the AEW side of the bracket known now for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship Tournament, the only question left is who's going to be from the New Japan side throw in the mix. Now, after the schedule for the New Japan upcoming tour was unveiled early Monday morning, we now know, and of course, knowing is half the battle. As announced on social media, New Japan will run two qualifying matches for the All-Atlantic Tournament as part of the New Japan Road Tour, with both matches taking place on the tour's June 20th stop in Cork and Hall. Now, the qualifying matches will see two of the main staples inside of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Takahama Umami will take on New Japan Strong, Clark Connors and Suzuki Gun will also be taking part in the event. For more information on this, you can go ahead and follow Wrestling Inc. and Eric Mutter has more information regarding the tournament itself. Continuing on with the news, Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour. Troy Donovan comments on his WWE release. Now, it didn't take long for Troy Donovan to comment on his WWE release, which was initially reported by Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer. Now, Donovan was reported to let go from the company following a policy issue. That was later confirmed by Sean Ross Sapp of he went in, put it on Twitter to share with everyone. Now Donovan going ahead and responded to people and his fans by saying, thank you to everyone who reached out. Donovan tweeted, mistakes happen and lessons are learned. A bump in the road and it definitely took me through a lot. I'll be back. One of those superstars was a recent NXT newcomer, Thea Hale, who encouraged Donovan to just keep swimming. For more information on this, you can go ahead and follow Dominic D'Angelo, who has all the information trending over on Wrestling Inc. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting at this hour, The Rock's daughter shows off a new look after her name change. Ava Rain, the daughter of WWE legend The Rock, could be on the verge of her in-ring debut. Now, last month, after receiving a new name, Rain took to Twitter to show off her new look. As you can see, she is the fourth generation superstar, is now supporting a new hairdo with red streaks and a drastic change from her previous blonde look. For more information on this, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they will have all the details on her. A wrestling legend announces that he will be retiring soon. Robert Grunier is writing in at this hour. Wrestling legend announces his retirement from the ring. Longtime wrestler, the great Muda, has been a part of wrestling for many, many decades. Whether it was WCW, New Japan, or other international promotions. He announced his retirement at Cyberfest earlier. Muda originally signed with Pro Wrestling Noah to appear in the joint project of DDT and Noah and Joshi Pro and announced that he will no longer be competing after the ring after this upcoming spring. He, he tends to have five more matches before he finally takes his boots off. Now the longtime veteran returned to Pro Wrestling this past May after recovering from a hip injury. He has been now competing for nearly 40 years, first debuting in 1984 with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He would go on to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship with the promotion on four separate occasions throughout his career. Muda is also recognized as one of the wrestlers that popularize innovative moves that are used in modern day wrestling. The Shining Wizard, the Moonsault, the Muda Lock, the Dragon Screw Leg Whip. Additionally, he is one of the four wrestlers that's been able to capture the All Japan Pro Wrestling's Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship, New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and Noah's GHC Heavyweight Championship in his career. For more information on this, continue to follow wrestling Inc. and Robert Grunier has all of that information trending right now. Continuing on with the headlines, Marco Rivera's writing in on this hour. Mick Foley shares the information with the Hall of Famer who came up with the catchphrase, have a nice day. Wrestling Inc. Marco Rivera writes, Mick Foley has one of the most iconic careers in the history of the WWE. From being thrown off a top of a cell to being speared through a flaming table at WrestleMania 22, 11 chair shots directly to the head from The Rock, and the word hardcore has never been used more aptly to describe someone 
than Mick Foley. Hardcore wrestling isn't the only thing Fo Foley is known for during his career. With likes and comments like Bang Bang and Ow Have Mercy, Foley established himself as one of those who could keep take a beating and keep on ticking, but also being funny on the microphone and very creative and compelling in his storylines. However, no statement was more iconic than Have a Nice Day, which became a staple in his promos throughout his Mankind character. But the question is, where did all that originate from? That's from Jim Ross, Foley said during the latest episode of Foley is Pod. We came up with off the top of our head when we sat down. He said, say have a nice day, and then I ran with it. Who knew that 22, 22 years later, I'd be still using that phrase. Now, Foley and Ross's relationship through the years is well documented, with former WWE commentator stating numerous times that he heavily pushed for Foley to be signed to WWE even earlier on. Ironically, Vince McMahon signed Foley while JR was head of talent relations and didn't think Foley was a good hire, stating that Ross needed to know what it feels like for a talent to break your heart. Now, with more information on Mick Foley and his relationship with Jim Ross, Marco Rivera has this article trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour, MLW is set to renew interpromotional relationship. Now, the relationship between MLW and Dragon Gate is back on, and it will begin in New York. It started as early as 2020 when MLW and Dragon Gate announced a strategic alliance, but everything was put on hold due to COVID-19. Now, the two promotions have decided to go ahead and revisit that business dealings now in 2022. But Wrestling Inc. has also learned exclusively about the relationship. It will ignite once again during the promotion's Battle Riot event. One of Dragon Gate's stars, El Estrella, will be entering the 40-man Battle Royal match. With more information on this, Dominic D'Angelo has all the information regarding the two promotions once again working together. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little Eric Bischoff. Dominic D'Angelo is writing at this hour. Eric Bischoff weighs in on MJF's apparent Thai AEW storyline and what that means. Eric Bischoff is long known for having his definite opinions on things. Whether it was in WCW or WWE, he never holds back with what he has to say. Now, it was two weeks ago when MJF had the wrestling world in the palm of his hands with the eviscerating promo known as the New Pipe Bomb on AEW Dynamite. He took shots at Tony Khan, the WWE talent that are all elite now, and prompted a discussion on Bischoff's adfreeshows.com. Strictly Business, where former WCW president gave his thoughts on the unpredictability of a seemingly fluid situation. Bischoff would go on to say, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't, and I don't want to know. I just want to go for the ride and see what happens, you know? Maybe go nowhere, or maybe it's a real thing, and by the end of it, there's some big payoff. It'll be amazing, but it's hopefully just going to be a fun ride. Now, there was some added perspective to the MJF story courtesy of special guest Harvard graduate and author and Shakespeare scholar Tom Dashens, who also had a few things to say. He would say, and I quote, It's the closest thing to Shakespeare that we have in modern wrestling right now. A lot of people think Shakespeare is what you read on the pages, but it's not. It's what you see on stage. Shakespeare never really wrote any play intended to be read. Yes, they were collected and published to be read one day, how most people are introduced to him, but Shakespeare wanted his plays out in front of a live audience, a ruckus audience that wanted to boo and hiss when something crazy or exciting would happen. It's sort of that live energy where a crowd can give it to you and you can't get it anywhere else. How could you do Macbeth? They'd be transported back into an interesting time right now if you were to compare it with wrestling. If you'd like to find out more about what Bischoff had to say and his special guest on his ad-free shows about MJF, check out the article trending right now with Dominic D'Angelo. Ross Berman's writing in at this hour. Alexa Bliss admits to rapping Eminem tracks at least five times a week. What does she mean by this? Alexa Bliss shared a fun fact with her fans on Twitter on Monday. The former WWE Women's Tag Team 
Champion admitted that she raps along to Eminem's kill shot very regularly, at least five times a week. And if you know her, that's quite a bit. The tweet was then followed by a fan on Twitter who posted a video of Bliss rapping along to the 2018 diss track in which Eminem responds to fellow rapper Machine Gun Kelly. Not like. The video shows Bliss following along with the song while only occasionally having to look down at the lyrics. For more information on Alexa Bliss, go ahead and check out the article that is trending right now with Ross Berman over at Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour about Sunny Kissed. Many people remember Sunny Kissed as one of the originals in AEW. However, her stint in the company has definitely seen things change dramatically over the last couple of years. Despite multiple AEW Dark and Dark Elevation matches, Sunny Kiss has not wrestled on AEW TV since October of 2020. Now, Kiss is a wrestler for All Elite Wrestling and has been with the company once again since its inception, competing in the Casino Battle Royale at Double or Nothing 2019. While the face turn, Kiss spoke about her absence from TV during that time with the promotion. She would go on to say, I think it was honestly like, it was like a, a petition going around. Kiss stated, I would love to be used more in general. I feel like eventually it will happen. Many people are lobbying for me. I have been trying my best to be patient and just wait my turn. Now, Kiss, who's part of the LBGTQ community, is gender fluid, and there are many wrestlers on the national scene as well. Kiss goes by pronouns such as she, her, he, and they, as stated in her Instagram bio. Despite not wrestling on TV in a long time, Kiss still has impacted many lives of many who feel who they've been lost, but now see themselves represented by Kiss on TV. She would say, people come up to me and cry, and they tell you how much you mean to them. I will never get used to that, Kiss said. I can't express in words how thankful I am to have the type of position I have, despite the lack of representation. As noted, Kiss less wrestled on Dynamite on October 1st of 2020, where she lost in the first round of the AEW World Elimination Tournament to Kenny Omega in under 30 seconds. Kiss has never picked up a pinfall on Dynamite or Rampage for that matter, only picking up wins on AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. If you'd like to find out more what's going on with Sunny Kiss, go ahead and check out Dakota Cohen's article that is trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter's writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Tammy Sitch files motion to dismiss civil lawsuit filed against her. Wrestling Inc. has this story trending right now as she awaits trials for charges on DUI manslaughter following an accident that ended the life of a 75-year-old man. WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Sitch needs all the help she can get. She's looking to get by by attempting to end a civil court case against her brought forth by the victim's family. Now, PW Insider reported on Monday that Sitch had filed a motion to dismiss the civil lawsuit brought against her. Now, Sitch's legal team is attempting to argue that the victim's daughter, who brought the suit forth against Sitch, had not properly appointed as representation for the victim's estate, meaning she would not have the legal ability to even file the lawsuit under Florida Statute 768.20. Now, the motion to dismiss the file was done two and a half weeks ago on June the 2nd. The next day, the legal team representing the victim's daughter filed a response claiming past rulings from the Supreme Court of Florida would make her properly appointed representative. As of this, no ruling has been made on the motion, and the victim's daughter has count continuing to look forward to pulling the evidence against Sitch. For more information on what's going on with Tammy Sitch and whether or not this case is going to move forward, Eric Mutter has all the information trending now over on Wrestling Inc. Backstage news of what's going on in AEW for the All Out pay-per-view. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour. All Elite Wrestling has been running a number of shows in the Chicagoland area since its inception. In total, 
total, AEW has run five events, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, and additional four events in Chicago, Illinois. The company is set to run Chicago's United Center on June the 26th for the cross-promotion Forbidden Door with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, the amount of Chicagoland shows has led many fans to wondering whether AEW will continue to use the all-out from the same area. Some fans have been questioning whether or not maybe it would move. According to Fightful Select, AEW talent are currently under the impression that all-out will remain in Hoffman Estates. It's the now arena, formerly known as the Sears Center, although the date is still up in the air. The now arena has been a paramount venue for AEW and has held the all-out event since 2018 and has served proof that this young promotion can work. The now arena has remained the same for all-out and has even continued to expand bigger venues around the country. Now, born and raised in Urbana-Champaign, Illinois, AEW president Tony Khan has a soft spot for Chicago and seemingly passed down to the company itself. With the now arena remaining a home base for the company's events, AEW has since expanded its Chicago's proper in the Wind Trust Arena and most recently televised event back at the United Center for the first dance, which celebrated the company's big signing of former WWE champion CM Punk. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on with All Out and whether or not in the future it will move to another city, check out the article that is trending right now by Ross Berman over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Andrade tweets and then deletes a response to Conan over New Japan and AAA issues. We're on several hours removed from Andrade Lilo revealing to fans that he couldn't work the New Japan shows, with him placing the blame on rival Lucha Promotions, Lucha Libre AAA. Now, his tweet got to response from a AAA higher-up, Conan, who claimed AAA had no involvement in Andrade's situation. Unfortunately for Conan, it appears Andrade is pressing X for doubt on that one. Earlier Monday afternoon, the AEW star tweeted that he deleted a post that a statement that was made by Conan earlier. Alas, nothing has ever truly gone away from the internet, and screenshots of Andrade's tweet were captured both by Lucha Libre expert and referee Angel El Gante. Just ask me for the dates, and you don't cancel the dates, and you tell your boss to pay me, Andrade tweeted. For more information on what's happening with Andrade, and whether or not he'll be able to make the New Japan dates, or the AAA dates, or if they will clash, follow Eric Mutter, as he will have all this information trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also writing at this hour, AEW EVP reached out to Nyla Rose when she was at a low point. Eric Mutter's writing in at this hour, AEW star Nyla Rose is a former AEW women's champion, one of the key cogs of AEW's women division, and one of the most entertaining people you'd ever hope to meet, as well as a tremendous Twitter advocate. Alas, she will tell you everything she needs to say, and she's never one for short of words. Appearing on the sessions with Renee, Rose talked about her struggles to get noticed variety as an up-and-coming wrestler, as she prefers to be treated by promoters the same way that men get treated as well. Some people may not like this out there, but I respect you more when you say, hey, we can't use you. Totally respect your trans identity, but we don't want to do that, Rose said. I can respect the direct answer. First of all, it's not filled with hate. You just say, hey, I respect you for who you are and what you are doing, but we're not down with that. It's a very honest answer. You look me in the face and you tell me that, and I can respect now, but when you give me a runaround and kind of shaking me off, that messes with someone's mind. Causes them to think, am I good enough? Am I going to get the attention that I genuinely deserve? Well, it just sometimes happens and it doesn't. With that being said, if you'd like to find out more about what Nyla Rose has to say about the transgender community and how she feels like it's impacted her wrestling career, Eric Mutter has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Danny Wolfsonhouse is writing in at this hour, Road Dog disputes the conspiracy theory around his WWE 
WWE release. On January 5th, Road Dog Brian James was released from WWE as part of the company's restructuring of the NXT brand. The WWE Hall of Famer has been working behind the scenes as a producer, but due to NXT changes in the direction in the summer of 2021, a reshuffle gradually took place. Now, speculation mounted that James would let go because of his close association with Triple H, who successfully led the brand for many years before reshaping the new place. The game ultimately took a step back with his health scare following the same changes. Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard reportedly took more of a hands-on approach with the new direction of NXT, which meant the road dog, well, he was odd man out. He would go on to say, in every conspiracy theory, there's a wrinkle of truth, right? James told Inside the Ropes. So I don't think that's the case. Being let it known, I was very close to Triple H, and I think we did a lot. Then I think again, you know what, sometimes it's just business. And so because I was on the business side of the business for the past 10 years, I look at things differently than I would have looked at them if I was one of the boys. With that being said, if you'd like to find out more about what Road Dog had to say, Danny Wolfsonholm has the article trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to our partners over at E-Wrestling News. Tony Storm reveals the, the details on her final conversation with Vince McMahon. Ryan Clark has this article trending right now. During a recent appearance on Talk is Jericho podcast, AEW star Tony Storm commented on the conversation she had with Vince McMahon on her final day in WWE and why she wasn't a fan of the creative direction WWE had for her. Now, being grateful for her WWE run, she would go on to say, I obviously don't want to bury that place at all. I don't want to say anything bad. And to be honest, I'm really grateful for the whole thing, to be honest. I hate that it all ended badly, as the doom and gloom, or whatever you want to call it. But I still had the best time. And I got to learn from a lot of people there. And I'm really grateful for all of it. I just don't want anyone to think that I hate WWE. Now, on the creative direction that was supposed to be happening for her on SmackDown, she would also go on to say, there seemed to be a plan. They put me in a debut match that seemed to go really well. And it seemed like everyone was happy about it. Something was going to happen, but then nothing really did. And then there were bits and pieces here and there like, oh, you're going to be in love with Rick Boogs. And then there's going to be a love triangle with you and Dolph Ziggler and him. And then that never really went anywhere. And then there were more just bits and pieces of me being used. I was working with Charlotte and I did some stuff with her and we started to pick some energy up there. And I thought that a lot of things were happening. We were connecting with the fans, but that just led to much more of nothing. I just can't do this anymore. I need a change in my life. To be honest, I'm so depressed here. It's hard to explain that to people that are not in the big moment like I was. It wasn't like I was quitting. It was just many things that were going on. I couldn't help but think maybe this isn't the place for me right now. From the way things were going, the way things felt, it just wasn't good for me. I don't see myself coming out of this. I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not having fun. And to be honest, I'm kind of dreading to go to work each time. If you'd like to find out more about what ultimately led to her leaving and what the final words were that she said to Vince McMahon before she left, definitely check out the article that is trending over on E! Wrestling News. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour over on E! Wrestling News. Virgil apologizes to anyone he's ever wronged. Now, as we've been reporting on E! Wrestling News, Virgil has been dealing with a series of health issues as of late including battling colon cancer and dementia and suffering two strokes. Now, the WWE legend took to Twitter and thanked the people who've helped him so far. Additionally, he apologized to anyone he's ever wronged over the years. He wrote this on Twitter. I want to take time and say thank you to everyone for all their help. It's been very hard time.
times and I couldn't have made it without you. I know in the past I made mistakes. I've been hard to work with and been hard to fans. Sometimes when you have been blessed, sometimes it's hard. Well, those days need to end. To those who I have wronged, I am sorry. God has opened my eyes and I believe he has put me through this journey to wake me up and show me it's better to be honest, trustworthy, and then give forgiveness. I would like to thank Chris Jericho, Paul Orndorff's son, and others who have reached out and helped, and so many wrestling fans who have helped me through prayer and donations. I am at the first finish line and would love your support, and that's where he included his PayPal account. If you'd like to go ahead and read this article and find the link to Virgil's PayPal account to help him with his impending health issues, Ryan Clark has the article trending right now on eWrestling News. Continuing with the news, what were the ratings for this past Friday's Rampage. Friday's episode of Rampage on TNT pulled in 476,000 viewers and they drew a 0.16 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. Now last week it drew 475,000 viewers with a 0.14 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. The show ranked number six on cable for that night. Now Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomist reported that the numbers were even a little bit higher than they were before. Now keep in mind the show did go up against game four of the NBA Finals which did dominate that night. Now the full episode featured Chris Stantlander versus Red Velvet, FTR and Trent Beretta versus Will Ospreay, the Aussie Open, Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal were in action, Jake Hager versus Eddie Kingston, and Hook and Dan Housen were on the show as well. You can keep up with all the analytics if you go over right now to eWrestling News and you follow the article that is written by Andrew Ravens. Continuing with the news, let's go ahead and let's talk about the SmackDown ratings for that very same Friday night. Andrew Ravens is writing, This week's episode of WWE SmackDown did 1,914,000 viewers on Fox. Now this is down from the 1,939,000 viewers it did a week ago. SmackDown did pull a .44 rating in the 18-49 demo which is down from the 0.47 it did a week ago. Brand Thurston from WrestleNomics once again said it went up against strong competition against the NBA Finals. Now, the, the show did feature a lot of information as far as storylines that are continuing. The show featured Lacey Evans, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Ricochet, Gunther, Riddle, Sami Zayn, and many more. If you'd like to find out more about the ratings, Andrew Ravens has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. eWrestling News is also writing at this hour that Maurice, the wife of The Miz, says she would definitely say yes if Dancing, were the, if Dancing with the Stars were to call her. While promoting the current season of Miz and Mrs., The Miz and Maurice spoke to DC 101's Mike Jones. Now, during the interview, Maurice asked if she would ever follow in The Miz's footsteps and appear on Dancing with the Stars. She would go on to say, and I quote, yeah, I would do it. I would do it because I like a good challenge. The only reason why I would maybe not want to do it because I have kids and I don't have enough time in my life to do everything else. Now with that being said, you can still follow The Miz and Maurice on social media and you can follow them on their show that's Miz and Mrs. which airs right after Monday Night Raw on Monday nights on the USA Network. Ryan Clark is also writing and at this hour there's new photos that are circulating online. A new picture of Stephanie McMahon. Now a photo of now former WWE executive Stephanie McMahon has surfaced. This past Thursday Stephanie took to Twitter to congratulate Oklahoma softball team on winning the college softball world series. She wrote congratulations at OSU softball on winning the 
World Series last night. What a game to see live. Also honored to meet the legendary Gasso Patty. Hey, Triple H, there are definitely some prospects for WWE here. She also went ahead and have a picture with her and the head coach that you can see over at eWrestling News as well. Continuing with the news on eWrestling News, we have a little bit of an update from the altercation that has been happening between MVP and Chris Jericho. Now, many of you know that they have conflicting social views and political views on social media, but something recently happened in a hotel lobby. A report recently surfaced regarding an incident that took place between Chris Jericho and MVT MVP at a hotel in Houston, Texas last month. While the original story that's been going around for a few weeks, both MVP and Chris Jericho have confirmed what happened in the altercation. According to a report from Fightful, the story was making the rounds during AEW Double or Nothing Weekend in Las Vegas. Now, with that being said, there's only a select few people who actually witnessed the situation firsthand. To those close to the situation, MVP and Chris Jericho have major heat these days over political issues. When MVP was asked about the incident, he said, there was an exchange, but it didn't go down like that. And I wanted to make it clear that there are two sides to every story. MVP also confirmed that the two men are no longer friends and haven't been friends for quite some time. Additionally, it was said that MVP was visiting with several of his friends that are talent for AEW at the hotel where Chris showed up in the lobby area. At that point, MVP approached him and wanted to talk about some of the issues. One source said MVP invited Jericho to go outside to, quote, handle their problems and said Jericho got onto the elevator. When the doors were closing, he screamed that he doesn't fight jobbers. Now, when asked about the incident, Chris Jericho told Fightful the following, nothing else to say, I don't fight jobbers, enough said. Now, while the two men had very public disagreements on Twitter back in 2021, there was also some private messages that were exchanged between the two of them that made things very much heated. One source within WWE claimed that someone in AEW called WWE Head of Talent Relations John Laurinaitis to let him know about the incident. The source in WWE claimed that Laurinaitis didn't really seem to care when he was informed of what went down. As of this, there is no word on if the phone call actually took place and who made the phone call. With more information on this, you can follow Ryan Clark, who has all the updates on this ongoing saga over at E-Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's keep the headlines rolling. The latest on Vince McMahon and what's going on with his biography. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. As it was reported about a week ago on E-Wrestling News, a biography on Vince McMahon will be released around WrestleMania 39 time in Los Angeles, California. The book is titled Ringmaster, Vince McMahon and the Unmaking of America. It's written by Abraham Reisman. Now, earlier today, the following promotional material for the book was officially released. The first definitive biography of Vince McMahon, WWE Chairman and CEO, charts his rise from a trailer Park to one of the most powerful and profitable empires in sports and entertainment, featuring in-depth research and exclusive interviews with those who witnessed, aided, and suffered from his ascent. Now, we all know who Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Hulk Hogan, and John Cena are, but did you know that there are many other wrestlers that became household names as well? The simple answer is Vince McMahon. With that being said, if you'd like to read the entire release for the biography, you can go ahead and cruise on over to eWrestling News, where Ryan Clark has all the information trending at this hour. Sami Zayn reacts to Apollo Crews returning to WWE on the NXT brand and more. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. During a recent appearance on After the Bell with Corey Graves podcast, Sami Zayn commented on the visual of Cody Rhodes' injury at Hell in a Cell and how he feels about Apollo Crews returning to WWE but NXT 2.0. Now, on Apollo Crews returning to NXT, Zayn would say, and I quote, I think it's a great opportunity for him. I do think he's great. I guess to go back to being saying that he's pretty consistent, that's the kind of things that 
have always made him so great. When Apollo Crews has any time, he gets a lot of traction. He has a lot of momentum on his side. Hopefully for NXT, it just provides him with a great platform. You look at what Mandy Rose is doing. I think she's having a major career success. I don't even want to call it a resurgence, but I think she's actually better than she's ever been. So who knows? I think it will be a great thing for Apollo. For more information on this, follow Ryan Clark, who has all of this information regarding what Sami Zayn's feelings are, once again, on E-Wrestling News. Going ahead and relaying our top story today, Thomas Lawson is also writing in that AEW star Jeff Hardy has been arrested on multiple charges. AEW star Jeff Hardy once again had a run-in with the law after being arrested this weekend. Shortly after midnight, on June the 12th, Hardy was arrested in Volusia County, Florida. Now, the former WWE World Champion was booked into jail at 12.45 a.m. June the 13th on charges of driving while license has been either canceled, suspended, or revoked, violations of restrictions placed on driver's license, and DUI alcohol drugs, third offense within 10 years. Hardy is on a $3,500 cash bond, $500 for the license charges, and $2,500 for the DUI. Now, at this time, he remains incarcerated in South James Foxman's Justice Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Hardy is scheduled to appear in front of a judge for his first hearing June the 14th at 1.30 p.m. local time. As of his arrest, he as of today, he was also arrested in 2009 on charges of trafficking in controlled prescription pills and pled guilty the following year. 2011, Hardy faced 10 days in jail and 30 months of probation and a fine of $100,000. In July of 2019, Hardy was arrested for public intoxication and was arrested again that October for driving while impaired. AEW has not yet released a statement about the Hardy situation. Once again, reporting our top headlines for today, AEW star Jeff Hardy once again is in trouble with the law. Stay tuned to E-Wrestling News and Thomas Lawson for more details as they emerge about the status of Jeff Hardy. Tony Donovan shares cryptic statement after his WWE release. Now, as reported before, former NXT star Troy Donovan has insisted that he's learned from his mistakes and that he does want to return back to the company at some point in time. In his first tweet, as we reported earlier in the show, it really clarified the issues of why he has gone with uh, WWE. But Donovan did say, thank you to everyone who's reached out. Mistakes happen and lessons are learned. It's a bump in the road. Definitely does not define me, though. I will be back. With that being said, those are all the headlines that are trending right now, Monday, June the 13th, 2022. If you're enjoying headlines, definitely go ahead and tell a friend. Headlines is your one-stop shop for everything that is pro wrestling news, so you don't have to go ahead and search for it yourself. We're available anywhere fine podcasts are made available, and it's a daily podcast, each and every day dropping right here. For the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand, I am Mike Freeland, and we will catch you next time on another episode of Headlines. The world of MLW Radio never stops.